Charlotte Hall Veterans Home is the premier provider of skilled nursing care, assisted living, and memory care for veterans and their spouses. Proudly serving those who served since 1985, Charlotte Hall Veterans Home stands ready to meet the long-term care needs of our veteran community. For more information, call us today at 301-884-8171 or visit us at charhall.org. That's charhall.org. Charlotte Hall Veterans Home, serving those who served. Are you ready? Let's make some noise. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton. Alongside me, as always, my tag team partner, as we say during this pandemic, this air quote Saturday morning, one Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing as always mere hours away from one of the biggest games of our lives? I feel like we've had, like, the biggest game of our lives, like, more times in the last five years than we did in, like, I don't know, like, eight centuries. So, I, I mean, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to channel my, my, my 2018, but I'm a little older and I'm a little more uh, uh, cranky. But I'm there. I, I mean, I think I've read 500 articles about this game. So, let's, let's, let's get someone else who can provide some, 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 some pretty good insight on this uh, big game. Yeah, yeah, we're older. Chris and I are older. We're crankier. Um, things don't work like they used to work five years ago. Um, so again, we had to make the call to the bullpen. We had to again had to bring in the ace, the closer, the Brad Lynch, if you will, to kind of set us straight when it comes to everything that we should expect this coming Sunday. One of our favorite follows on Twitter, probably one of your favorite follows on Twitter, if you follow our show, uh, she is a writer for Eagles.com, a highly renowned content creator on Twitch, and. A person who I who personally I like to think of as the unofficial den mother of Eagles Twitter, who kind of keeps the rest of us degenerates in line. Kiana Williams, aka Real Mama Eagle, joins us now on the Broad Street Line. Key, how's it going? Thank you. It's going good, Roy and Chris. Thank you so much for having me. Also, I love the idea of being the closer. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that from you. You are you're the closer again. Like I mean, I, you, it's you're the Brad Lidge. I don't know if you know the Kira Sedgwick show that used to come on TNT. You know, they call her the closer. Whatever, whatever closer you want to be, not Jonathan Papelbon, but whatever. Closer Anybody you but wanna, him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever closer you want to be, you can have it. That that is your that is your moniker. But again, key uh, again. If you don't follow her on Twitter, do yourself a solid at Real Mama Eagle on Twitter and Twitch. And we'll get to the birds and the eagles in the game um, on Sunday in a moment. But I do key. I do want to talk about your career um, as a content creator and specifically as a female content creator of color on Twitch. Um, let's just start with a simple question. Let's not even kind of beat around the bush. What was the motivation behind you, your decision to get into that online streaming game? A lot of my IRL friends, I never really had uh, many people that shared my same passion for video games. And I really just started it just wanting to talk to people about video games, kind of like with like-minded people. Also one of the place to hopefully, you know, have some sort of a sports podcast or a sports show. And then before I knew it just became a much bigger thing, you know, it became a regular everyday thing. And again, for those who don't know, she does again, video, by the way, she said IRL, IRL is in real life. So these are real life friends. So just wanted to give a little background for those who don't know. Uh, but again, if you're not familiar with what Key does on Twitch, again, she does, she's a video game streamer, but during the NFL season, she also has the NFL, NFL pregame streams. Um, as well, which are pretty awesome. I dropped in on a couple of those uh, this past year. She also does mental health streams as well. So a lot of cool stuff that she does on her Twitch channel and here at Philly Cam, Philly Cam Radio 106.5 FM, and also on the Philly Cam TV side key, we have hundreds of creatives, you know, ranging from, you know, 12 to 82 years old, looking to explore that same online streaming space. But again, as one of the more black, you know, prominent black content creators on Twitch, you know the kind of harassment people deal with. You know the kind of sexism oh, yeah. and all these stuff that, that people deal with. So what do you say to someone out there who wants to be, who wants to join that world but doesn't want to deal with all that that ancillary nonsense? I would say just be yourself. Don't conform to anything that you think is mainstream because that's boring. I would mm -hmm. also just say to really just try to remember that when people troll or they're mean or abusive, just remember it's never personal. They're just trying to get a reaction. So always just go on about your day and know that you're awesome. And also good moderators come in handy because I don't know what I would do without mine. <laughs> um, they get rid of all the trolls and ban them for you. So that's, that's, that's a light work. Uh, that That's awesome. <laughs> and again, it's a kudos to you for, for, for building such as, you know, a strong community or a flock as you call it. Um, you started, you know, like four or four and a half years ago, and yeah. you, you built up a community that's you have like more than like almost 10,000 followers on your Twitch channel, which is amazing. 
Um, just again, just in general now, just in generally speaking, again, there's somebody out there who wants to be the next real mommy eagle, the next person who builds their own online community on Twitch or whatever streaming platform it is. What's one general piece of advice that you, you would give somebody starting out right now? If you were to start out, especially on Twitch, always remember that it's very important to build your community. Community is number one in everything. Make friends, make relationships, be genuine about it. And with good energy, people are going to gravitate and flock to that. No pun intended, but <laughs> that's really something that's important um, because naturally, if you go into it thinking you're going to get rich, get money, get famous right away, that's not the plan. It's always a marathon, not a sprint. Definitely. Definitely. Excellent advice. Again, we're talking with Kiana Williams, uh, Twi Twitch partner, Real Mommy, at Real Mommy Eagle on Twitter and Twitch, and a writer for Eagles.com. Um, your most recent piece on the Eagles.com, of course is about Autumn Lockwood, the assistant sports performance coach for the Eagles. And that's just one of the great storylines for the game, the big game. I don't know if we can say the, the words. We can't say the words, but the big game on Sunday um, out in Glendale, Arizona. And, of course, there's a tons of storylines for Super Bowl 57. The one most important to probably the three of us here on, on this show is that this is the first Super Bowl featuring two African-American starting quarterbacks. Um, you were on the Peacock show, Brother from Another, last week, yeah. talking about this very subject. So what is, you know, what does it mean to you specifically, Keanu Williams, when you see Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes lead their teams out the tunnel for the game on Sunday? It's groundbreaking. And as a mother, it's something that I really would love, you know, love my sons to notice and realize like, hey, this is possible if this is your dream. I also love the fact that like it's being celebrated because when Doug Williams won, I was just a baby. Um, so, you know, that was something I never, I didn't see. I only heard about it. And then of course we hear that stereotype about black quarterbacks. So just to see two on the biggest stage, both very skilled, both very talented, both just two of the greatest human beings you could ever imagine is just groundbreaking. I got to say something real quick, Chris, she just made us feel a little bit old about the whole Doug Williams thing. Because <laughs> we, we were conscious enough that we were not, well, at least I was, you were, I don't know, I'm a couple years older than you. Oh, no, no, I can say that, like, I, um, my very first football memory being seven years old, geez, I just dated myself very That's terribly. Fine. I'm older than No, that. that was, no, no, I, no, it's, I, I still remember my mom just having it on and I'm like, why are the Redskins just killing my Broncos? Because I no, like no, because I, no, I remember I wanted to watch the game because I heard about this guy named John Elway, and mm -hmm. then like I don't know, then just and then just during the game, I'm like I don't know, just absorbing like Doug Williams and Timmy Smith, and it's like okay, I think I like this football thing, and and I think you said, Kiana, like the the two quarterbacks, they're just very rootable guys, yeah, like I, fantastic, like, yeah. Yeah, no, and I think, and I think you even like I don't know said it earlier today on Twitter. It's like Chiefs, Chiefs fans really are giving like I don't know, like like Eagles fans a lot of like I don't know noise or smoke, and and, and like I, I'm just waiting, but but I feel that like I don't know, like Chiefs fans are I don't say they're they're like Eagles fans, but they went a long time without going to a Super Bowl and winning one. So I feel like I don't know, and I don't know, but. I'd say Midwest, but but Vikings fans are annoying as hell. <laughs> yeah, I think I want a little bit more smoke. I don't know about you, Key. I think I want a little bit more smoke. I want from, more, from, too. I'm yeah. tired of these 49er fans, honestly. I just, I feel like Kansas City fans just are chill. They're Midwesterners. They're relaxed. They just want to hand us barbecue and not even fight with us. And, like, just say <laughs> something, anything. But they're all, they're like, oh, Jalen Hurts is a nice guy. And I'm like, no, say something bad about him, please. <laughs> Because that, because that's the thing. Because again, like again, I you were I mean, if I had to rank Twitter followers, you were probably in my top five. Because I enjoy oh. that you know once once you know once a team gets their comeuppance, I enjoy the following days retweet Armageddon. You come back and you dig out you know the old tweets about you know again the, the eight million tweets about what Dak's going to do this year from Cowboys fans and and all this other stuff. We're not going to get that on on Monday because oh, Chiefs fans. Well, I mean maybe, oh, maybe you have something. Maybe you got. Something I have to things. Talk. Okay. All right. I, you know what? I, I spoke too soon. I apologize. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to assume. Um, but again, hopefully, we do have a win to talk about on Sunday. Of course, we mentioned uh, the two quarterbacks in this game. Our quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Um, again, one of the. You know, as of as of this recording, let me say, um, the MVP voting wasn't announced. But I think you know by the time this airs, I think we'll all know that Patrick Mahomes won the MVP award. But that said, Jalen Hurts had an MVP caliber year. But this is the Keep It Real show. And I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it honest with you. Back in September, Chris and I had Shio Kapadia on these airwaves. 
And all three of us said that Jalen Hurst was going to have a better year this year than he had in 2021. But by the time the offseason rolled around, the Eagles would probably be shopping for a new quarterback. Now, I don't want to put you out there. I don't know what your official opinion was, but let's go back to September of last year. Did you think Jalen Hurst was going to be better this season? And or did you think he was going to be this good? So I had the Eagles at 13 and four. I was actually only one game off. So I actually thought very highly of this team and roster. And I did think that Jalen Hurts was going to have a leap. I remember joking and saying, what if Jalen Hurts had a Josh Allen like leap? And lo and behold, that's pretty much what we got from him. And then some without the turnovers. But um, I'm really not surprised all the work he did in the offseason, the the guys that he trained with. I knew that there was going to be some sort of jump just with his work ethic and, you know, his what he's been through the adversity, I thought that that would definitely be character building and add to his, you know, his hard work. And, you know, he's, he's worked hard. Again, he's like, like, you know, we talked about before, he's an MVP caliber, had an MVP, MVP caliber season, a special talent. Eagles are a special team. Was there a particular play or moment in this, you know, 2022 run where you knew that this team was kind of destined for great things? Was there a moment where you, you were watching the game and you were like, you know what, something like this is special. This is a special year. I have to say I felt that way for most of the year, but like when they snatched victory from the jaws of defeat against Indy and Jalen himself mm. led that fourth quarter mm. comeback with all those, with all that running and those rushing, gaining all those first downs with the legs that go ahead, touchdown very, very late. That to me just felt like, wow, when this man is on the field, it doesn't matter how much we're down. They always have a shot every single time. And I knew from that moment, I was like, we're going to be in every game the rest of the way, and we're going to be a tough team to take down. That, that's a good one. Chris, you, do you have one that kind of jumps out of you? Um, I, you know what? In 2017, 2018, the game that kind of drew me, like that said, okay, this is special, is when they stopped out the Broncos. I just feel like, I don't know, that was just like that, like that was the best defense coming. I think, I think that was the number one defense. They were the number one defense. Game. Yes. Yeah. And I think they put up 58 or 55. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I still I still remember the the Titans game where I, I feel like, I don't know, like like the Titans, I think, were – I mean, they were, a, they were a solid team. I think that, like, I don't know, with, with all the quarterbacks and the injuries, I think they kind of took a, took a turn for the worse after that. But that was a good defense. And that was an A.J. Brown. Like, I don't know, would A.J. Brown kind of, I don't know, stick it to his old team? He did. And I feel that like mm-hmm. every kind of measuring stick, they've kind of, they've aced the test. Like, I don't know. And I feel that each, each week they've gotten better. And I feel that like the defense, I, I feel that this is like, I've struggled with this the last like couple of weeks. I don't know what unit is playing better, the offensive line or the defensive line. And I think the offensive line is the best unit in football. No, I, yeah, I don't. I don't disagree. Um, Key, I just want to kind of get back to your point and your 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 game in a second because that game and that was an ugly game against the Colts. And I'll never watch that game. I have it on DVR, but I'll probably delete. Don't it watch it again. Yeah, I'm never going to watch it again. But I it, there was never a point in that game where I thought they were going to lose. And it's probably because, like you said, like you know, you have the we had the confidence that Jalen Hurts, no matter what, as long as we're within a score, Jalen Hurts was going to do what he needed to do to get the team back and and and, and get the win. Um, for me, probably the, the moment this season was probably that A.J. Brown touchdown, the third one against the Steelers. Um, oh, wow, yeah. Where, where he kind of just he stared at both the guys and he, and he, and he pointed at everybody. Um, that was, to me, the moment for this year. And then, Chris, again, just to go back, because that Broncos game, I was actually at that Broncos game, because um, that was the game, I think, I'm pretty sure they scored 58 points. And that was a game where, like, they did the electric slide on the field, and then, like, something happened and the play got called back. And then they got another. Oh, that, that was a Bears game. I that was believe, a Bears game. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Bears, right. they did a Bears the electric side, yeah. yeah, they did the electric side. That's a Bears game. My, my apologies. Um, yeah, it was a Bears. I game. think they Corey did. Clement had three touchdowns in that game. He yeah. did. You're right. He did. I remember they, they had like, no. I still remember. Yeah, caught. Oh no, sorry. No, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh no, I feel like they like they pulled out every sort of like red zone like goal like there was because I, I I think one of the. Um, one of the touchdowns of Clement was like some like option flip from Carson to him. I feel that there was a screen. Like, I, I mean, like, but I feel that, like, I don't know. That's, I, I feel like I, I've been trying to compare the, like the two teams. And honestly, I don't see a lot of comparisons. I see this, the 2022 version being like 
genuinely more talented. Key, do you see that? Like, I don't know. Like, I feel that, I, I don't know. Like, w- when you look back on 2017 and you see the guys that were on that team, it was very, it was, it was not a sustainable team. There are a lot of guys on one-year deals, guys that played over their heads. I feel like, I don't know, right now, you're getting guys that are on rookie deals that are like, that I think can ascend. I call the 2017 team very talented. I call the 2022 team very menacing. Mm. They, on paper, are just much more talented and more dominant lines. And I hope I'm wrong, but we might never see an Eagles defense as good again. It's it's statistically no. going to be so difficult to surpass what they've accomplished this year. Yeah, they have 70, uh, 70 sacks, which obviously leads the league by a wide margin. I saw this number um, before when I was prepping for the show. It doesn't seem right, so someone correct me if I'm wrong, but they're giving up like less than 180 yards passing a game, yep. which, is right. un- which is unbelievable. Right, it's unreal. Like we never thought we would see the day where the Eagles would have the one pass defense, especially after I'm not going to name the names because I don't want y'all to feel bad, but you know what corners we're referring to, but we, we thought we would never see this. Shout out to Kerry <laughs> Williams and his sconces. I mean, oh, we, can name all the, we, we can name all the guys if you want. Like, it's fine. But in, t- in a passing league like today's passing league, you know, playing 17 games, you know, dealing with injuries to Vontae Maddox, you know, dealing with injuries to other guys you know, along the defense, giving up 180 passing yards a game. And games were, again, when you were winning most of those games and had comfortable leads in most of those games, that's an amazing stat. I mean, like, again, since I'm old, I'm always going to gravitate towards the older defenses, the, you know, the – the Bud Carson, Jimmy Johnson defenses, this team's putting up really good numbers, Key. Like, I, 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 it's, I, don't, I again, well, let me ask you, is this the best Eagles defense that, that you've seen in your lifetime? I assume you would say yes. Yes, because I'm too young to remember those early 90s teams. I was really, really young. So, I, but I know that, especially 91, um, really, really up there. But um, as far as from what I've witnessed, definitely this season. Yeah, no, this team, this team, this defense, again, you know, regardless of how it turns out um, on Sunday, this, this defense is one that we'll probably, probably should be talking about four years to come. Again, we're talking with uh, Keanu Williams, writer for Eagles.com, at Real Mama Eagle on Twitch and Twitter. Um, let's talk about Andy Reid for a second. Let's talk about the other side of the, the coin for a second. Andy Reid does have his fingerprints on both of these teams, but he is the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, all three of us want the Eagles to win. Everyone listening to the show wants the Eagles to win. But just let's say on the off chance that they don't, right? They don't take any care of business. Kansas City wins their second title uh, with Patrick Mahomes. Is there a small part of you that thinks that, you know, it's a little bit okay because the Eagles didn't win, but Andy Reid got another one? I don't want to sound like a mean person for saying this, but you know, I felt like I had my moment of being happy when the chiefs beat the 49ers. That was my moment where I was like, okay, Andy got one. Plus it was right after we, not two years after we had got one. So it was easy just to be like, you know what? Good for Andy. But I love Andy always will. But as an Eagles fan, I really want to beat him only because as much as we love him, we think back to all those missed opportunities where the Eagles should have maybe at least two rings with him. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, it, I do have that in the back of my mind. Super Bowl 39, no hurry up offense and just the 08 title game and then the horrible title game against Carolina. It's yeah. just there's so many memories that I just want to stomp out. And I feel like I'll feel vindicated <laughs> if we beat them. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. All right. So let's so let's talk about the game. KC Super Bowl, third time in four seasons. Um, they were first in the league in, in scoring without Tyreek Hill, largely because they have a guy who's arguably the best football player on the planet right now, Patrick Mahomes, but he's dealing with a high ankle sprain. He's going to be, you know, he's you know, a number one guy that, that the Eagles have to worry about on Sunday. What can the Eagles do to neutralize that threat? They're going to have to keep him inside the pocket. That's the most important thing. And they're going to have to find a way to do a successful spy. What I love about the Eagles defense, you have all the starters, you have CJ Gardner, Johnson and Maddox, you drop them down, you let Bradbury and Slay play man. And you just keep an eye on the middle of the field and the front, the front part. And keeping him contained is going to be the key. You don't want to let him get off those Houdini flip shovel passes. Those are very, very vital. And so, again, you talked about, you know, your cornerbacks. And, of course, you're going to have to worry about, figure out who's going to cover one Travis Kelsey, who's, again, the probably the best tight end on the, on the planet right now. If I look at position by position, you know, matchup position groups on both sides, the Eagles kind of, kind of come out, you know, better than the Chiefs in most cases. But there's always a question, as we always say on the show, who is sticking Travis Kelsey? So again, what do the Eagles specifically do against Travis Kelsey? Or is it a case where you let Travis Kelsey do what he does 
and then you kind of neutralize the McKinnons and the Pachecos and the other guys. I think they're going to try different things with the linebackers um, and, of course, with uh, Maddox and CJ. But let's be honest, uh, Travis is probably going to get 100-plus yards. Funny, uh, Fun fact, uh, the last Super Bowl they, they lost, um, he actually put up decent numbers. Um, he's always going to do that, but if he's the only one that gets off, the Eagles will still be able to win that game because they do have a banged-up wide receiver core. So he's really the main guy that, like, you can afford to get give something to. Slay and Bradbury can handle their receivers and man coverage, and their running backs are talented, but not explosive enough to me to run all over this run defense. Yeah, no, I would I would agree. They have talent, but again, if you look at the Eagles' talent, the Eagles are loaded, you know, on offense, you know, at you know, running back, obviously the quarterback and Jalen Hurts, but again, the wide receivers are going to have some matchup problems or present some matchup problems against the Chiefs. But let's think outside the box a little bit. Let me let me just say. Jalen Hurts, and you can't pick Jalen Hurts or Miles Sanders or A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith, all right? But anybody else on the team is fair game. Is there any dark horse candidate for a Super Bowl MVP that you think might have a big game, um, given what you see from the Chiefs? I know they don't like to give them to defensive players, they but if Hassan Reddick could, he would. Um, I I really think that this could be his moment. I mean, this is a guy that's been talented all year long, obviously been playing with a chip on his shoulder, playing with passion because he's a hometown kid. So happy to be back in Philly. Plus you have all these websites and publications, you know, leaving him out of rankings and um, defensive player of the year, things like that. So he's thinking about that and he's going to use that. Um, I do think he'll be the best defensive player on the field on Sunday. Ooh, I, ooh, I like that. Better better than Chris Jones, better than Frank Clark, better All than Brandon Graham. Everybody, yes. Ooh, I like that. I like that pick. No. Yeah, I don't, yeah, go ahead, Chris. No, that's my pick for Super Bowl MVP. That And and if I had to go at Dark Horse, I'm going to go Kenny Gainwell. I feel I like agree. I don't know. Like, I feel that, like, I don't know, like, Sirianni has said, like, I don't know, his performances in the last few weeks has ramped up his usage. I feel that, like, I don't know, like, this is a game where, especially Steve Spagnuolo loves to blitz. And the, the way to counter a blitz is something that the Eagles don't do well, is run screens. Screen, or, yep. or, or, like, I don't know, get the ball out quick to your running backs. And Miles Sanders, for all the good he does, he doesn't catch the ball. So I, I feel that, like, I don't know, this is, this is a game where you get a game well I don't know, like scamper for 30 yards in a ton. And like, I don't know, he's, he might be their best goal line back. So I, I feel he's a dark horse, but I agree with key. I feel that Hassan Reddick's due. Like, I don't know, like he's, he's been due like the same way he's been due for three months. He's like, I don't know. I, I feel that he is like, I don't know, wanted to prove himself to be in that Bosa, the Bosa brother tier, the, like, I don't know that the, the TJ Watt tier I think a Super Bowl MVP would well this season has proven that, but I feel that like that that Super Bowl MVP puts him in that conversation, and I think he does it. No, it, it absolutely does. Key, let me just kind of go back. You said you were a Kenny Gainwell fan too. Is that for the same reasons that that Chris just put out? Same exact reason. He's having a killer postseason, decent yards per carry. Um, a lot of games he's actually averaged close to five, so he can get a lot of tough yards, especially like Chris said down at the goal line. I love the screen game, but. I actually like the screen game a little bit more with Dallas Goddard. For some reason, it always works. I think they're going to run that a couple of times when the Chiefs blitz. But um, Gainwell is just, he's been getting those tough yards. He's a straight downhill runner. Love Miles, but he, but Kenny G just runs purely downhill. And that's going to be really, really good against this Chiefs defense. And if they can somehow hold that, manage that time possession, and Mahomes doesn't see the field, they're not losing this game. Yeah, I think that's the key. I think it's like you, you want it, you have to, you know, Patrick Mahomes best football player on the planet, keep the ball out of his hands. Like you have three capable running backs you can do that with. And, um, you know, as you guys, you know, put out there, Kenneth Gainwell, you know, I love Miles Sanders, but if you need north-south yards, then the guy you give the ball to is Kenneth Gainwell. And for those of you who are interested in that, I think you can get pretty decent odds on Kenneth Gainwell being the Super Bowl MVP. It's not out of the realm of possibility, but it's pretty decent odds if you if you want to put a unit or two down for those of you who are interested in doing that. I and, did. Yeah. My dad has uh so my dad put Kenny G on his uh on his parlay. He had to. He he was like he was like I have a feeling he's like we're gonna get a Corey Clement <laughs> type game type game from Kenny G. I'm like please. Uh, <laughs> no, I feel no. You know what? Yeah. That's actually a very good correlation. Like yeah. I feel like like Gainwell is this season's uh, Corey. Corey. He is. Yeah. Yes. No, yeah. and I feel that like you said, it's a downhill runner. I personally just get maddened sometimes with Miles and kind of the bouncing, but like, I don't know, Gainwell, he's like, I don't know, like he is a nice counter to what Miles does. And I feel that like, I don't know, 
I, I feel there's going to be hopefully there a coming out party for him. I don't disagree, and I'm just going to say that if Kenneth Gainwell or Hassan Reddick win the MVP, uh, the Super Bowl MVP this year, FanDuel and DraftKings and FoxBet and whatever betting bet parks, I think they're all probably going to go under because I think there's so much money on, on, from Eagles fans on those guys winning the MVP. It's a quarterback award key, like you said. I think quarterbacks have won it 39 times. Yeah, Jalen or Mahomes is going to get it. Doesn't even, yeah. even if you don't have the best stats, either one is going to get it. That's yeah, just the reality. It. But again, if, if, if it's a Kenneth Gainwell night and Hassan Reddick night, again, we're partying, we're dancing, and I think a lot of people in the Delaware Valley are, are a bit happier. Um, speaking of partying, I'm going to ask you about your prediction in a second, but let's jump in a time machine for a second. I want you to take me back. But uh, February 4th, 2018, 41-33, the final pass drops incomplete. We get the driest call in the history of professional sports from Al Michaels. What was your initial reaction when the Eagles won Super Bowl 52? Well, I was mad at I was mad at Alan Chris for the terrible call, but I didn't. I, I always dreamed about how React I would jump up and be like, yay, we won. But I didn't. I kind of just like sat there. Because I had the dream of us winning so many times and woke up mm. and was really mad. So I just <laughs> sat there and, and my friends that were at the Super Bowl party because I had it at my house. They were like, Key, you're like, the game's over. I'm like, no. And they're like, Key, the game's <laughs> over. The Eagles won. <laughs> so then, then once they did, I started like tearing up. But I literally sat in front of the TV for like an hour and didn't move because I was just absorbing everything. So I didn't really yeah. have like an organic reaction. <laughs> Yeah, no, so no, I, yeah, I was, I don't, I didn't have one either. I got, I got, I got, I saw the pass going complete. I was like smoking a brisket, so I had to go and check on the brisket. And I came back in, and I was like, oh, they kind of did it. And like, it really didn't hit me until watching all the parade stuff on Broad Street. Like everybody go out to, you mm-hmm. know, broad and you know, broad in Oregon or whatever like that, and just kind of do crazy. Like that's, I don't think that's when it sunk. It didn't sink in until that moment. But hopefully, again, that changes on Sunday because now. It's time for the official prediction from Real Mommy Eagle about the game. Eagles, Chiefs, Super Bowl 57, Glendale, Arizona. What can we expect on Sunday? You can expect the Eagles to have some moments where they give up some plays to Mahomes, but will ultimately win this game because they're going to control the trenches on both sides of the ball. They're going to have a running game that's going to sustain drives late, which doesn't leave Mahomes much time on the clock late in the game to get a game-tying score. It's going to be very important. They are going to hit Mahomes a lot of times on the D-line, particularly Brandon Graham and Hassan Reddick. They're going to slow Mahomes down a bit, so he's not going to be as flashy as he normally is. Eagles win 31-24. Ooh, I like it. I like it. 31-24. Again, it's going to be a close game. Well, it's a close game. Chiefs probably in a little bit. A little, little bit of tension, but, but hopefully not too much tension for Eagles fans. Hopefully Jalen Hurts can kneel the clock out um, at the end of the game. So hopefully that's what we can expect to see this Sunday in Super Bowl 57. Key, before we let you go, let everybody out there know how they can check you out on Twitter, Twitch, or whatever else you got going on. I'm the easiest person to find everywhere. So Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, everything. I'm Real Mommy Eagle. Very simple, very straightforward. Folks, again, if you don't follow her on Twitch or Twitter, you're doing yourself a disservice at Real Mommy Eagle, as she mentioned, both platforms also. Check her workout on eagles.com. Key, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks so much, Key. Thank you for having me. And that was our interview with Kiana Williams at Real Mama Eagle on Twitch and Twitter. Again, one of my favorite uh, Twitter follows. Hopefully we get an Eagles win on Sunday. If we get an Eagles win on Sunday, um, Key promise you the, the retweet Armageddon that's coming for all the Eagles haters. Um, the Jalen Hurts hater, probably, probably a lot of Chris Sims activity. Uh, no, but you know what? Monday. Kudos to us for owning. Like, I don't know, because that, I think, is a problem in just, like, sports, sportsdom is just, just own. Like, I don't know. We're not bad people because we thought Jalen Hurts would not progress the way that everyone, th- everyone thought he would. It's just, we were wrong. I was wrong. Every- and I'll be wrong four million more times. Yeah, like, like every show we do, there's probably one or two things that, that we say wrong, at least one or two things that we say wrong. This stuff is archived for infinity. People want to pull up all of our wrong takes. They're out there. Go, go, on, go on Spotify. Go on Google Play. Go on YouTube, whatever. Like all our episodes are there. Like we said it, and I'll say it again. Like I was wrong. Like it's fine. I could be wrong. And that's, why, that's why I celebrate my Ben Simmons takes and my Carson Wentz takes. Because for every time that I say, good, like, that I was right about Carson and Ben, 
I'll be wrong about Jalen Hurts. I'll be wrong about Jerome McDougal. I'll be wrong about Freddie Mitchell. I'll be wrong about not not the Sixers. I, I, what? Yeah. Oh, oh, no, like, <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> but usually, all my bad takes are about the Eagles. Like usually, because I, I try to like watch sports with like a ration. Because I, I feel like I try to be rational because there's a lot of irration. I don't even know if that's a word. But like I try. But the Eagles sometimes. But I feel that as I get older and more like I don't know, curmudgeonly, that my bad takes are lessened because I've learned from my Cornelius Ingram mistakes. I've 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 watched the Jason Babin era. I've watched the Bradley Fletcher era. I don't like I try to watch these things because usually I like try like I don't even get hype about rookies anymore, which usually was my weakness. Yeah, I think we all kind of get caught up in the or what the younger us. Got, get caught up in the in the the promise of a rookie, but again, yeah. as we've watched more of this, more rookies and gotten older, and you know, seen how things you know kind of play out, it's like you know, it's really a crapshoot, and only the best of the best are really good at consistently bringing in young talent. And again, one of those people, kudos to him, Andy Reid, because if you look at the starters on offense, just about all of them were selected in the draft by one Howie Roseman. So kudos to Howie Roseman. Man, there have been there have been a lot of stories. Like, I don't know. Like, that's why it's cool to see your team in, in the Super Bowl because you see a lot of really good stories by really great writers being told. There's, like, a Howie Roseman. Like, I don't yeah. know. Dude, we forgot that this dude got relegated to the bathroom like near, like near the bathroom at Novacare. They said, "Stay." Chip Kelly said, "Keep <laughs> this dude away from me. Put him on the other side of the building." My man went on like a one-year like sabbatical, like Batman, going to see Raz Ghul. My man just like left and went and found himself, came back, and bam, and then and then then won a Super Bowl, then had one of the two th- worst three-year runs of a GM ever. Remember Sharif yeah. Miller? Remember Clayton Thorson? Remember Jay Jaw? No, I'm telling like like to say that he had a bad run is a massive. But I guess it's like it, it, but when you hit but when you hit grand slams and home runs because that's all that's all he's hit the last two years. Like I don't know you. I mean, how many like has he missed on a on a free agent signing or a high draft pick? Uh. Well, I mean, depends on depends on how you define a like a. I mean, well, it's not a free agent signing. I was gonna say the Robert Quinn thing, but it's not a free agent signing. Um, he really hasn't missed. Like, I, I, he's been fine. Like, they won a Super Bowl in twenty seventeen. Usually, that gives you enough capital to survive for five years. It didn't do that for the coach. It didn't do that for the quarterback. And it really almost didn't do that for Howie Roseman because, like you said, we almost ran this man out of town two two and a half years ago. But over the last two years. He's had excellent drafts. He's had excellent free agent signings. He's made good moves during the season to kind of bolster up areas of the of the team that's that's you know that that needed help. Got extra draft picks, you know, when people couldn't think you got extra draft. Shout picks. out to the Saints. No, like no, like because I think Andrew Brandt wrote, wrote a great R. It's like I, he doesn't know why the GMs keep like like keep picking up the phone because it happens every year. Every year. It, it, whether it's the Dolphins, it's the Saints. Like I don't know, like. They gotta like I don't know like you know that like that like I don't know um that Snoop meme shut up B like I would just put that meme on like the phone with High Rose I would just I just I just wouldn't take his call like, I, I, I mean yeah. like no and, and and I feel that like I don't know like and he just and, and one he's I, I and I, I think this all this heater started this this run this is like I don't know this is like this is like DMX ninety eight ninety nine. He's like writing it's dark and hell it's hot mm. and like flesh like like he is on like he he's about to write that um what was the third album and then there was X and then there was X okay he's he, like he's pretty close to writing that because but it all starts it does this doesn't start unless you get rid of that quarterback and I I'll just remember I saw four million articles tweets oh man you can't have thirty million dead cap you can't. You yeah you can and 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 I was like look at me now. No, it's uh, it's really amazing that the Eagles again did what they did in 2017. You know, winning the Super Bowl and Super Bowl 52 again, completely like moving on from your quarterback, moving on from your 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 coach, 
having as bad of a run or having a, a bad run as a GM when it comes to the, the NFL draft. Roy, then, look at that 2020. Look at the end of that 2020 roster. We said it. And we look said at it. it. Like, it yeah. is, no, like, that was a bottom, I don't say bottom five. It was pretty close to, like, a, it was definitely bottom third. You know, we said, I, I'll say it again because I, I won record. Say, like, that was a bottom quarter of the of the league roster. That was a bottom seven, eight roster in the NFL, period. Point blank. I, they, clearly. Like, the guys they were rolling out at the end of that year, the Rob Davises and those bums they were rolling out at the end of the year were terrible. They had some terrible guys on the roster a couple of years ago, and they were able to flip this around. And, again, now you look at the talent in their roster, there's talent, as you said it, like there's talent is just about any team in the NFL. Um, and, again, it's kudos. But this there. isn't normal. But, but no, I, no, I, no, I, no, no. No, because I feel that, like, teams are going to, like, replicate the Howie method. No, the, you can't replicate this. Usually it takes – I said at the beginning of the season – and I thought they had a they had a really I thought they had pretty two good pretty off seasons. I was like they're a year away, but I did. But you couldn't factor a couple things. Jalen Hurts making this unforeseenly, Hassan Reddick turning into like a top two three pass rusher. I, I mean I still remember me being a moron saying, "Yo, where Hassan Reddick at? Where Hassan Reddick at? He made me look like an idiot." Well, let's let's talk about his Eagles team as they as they head into Sunday again. Jalen Hurts, the quarterback that we discussed, sixteen and one as he started this year. Uh, the Philadelphia offense, um, thirty nine rushing touchdowns, led by a bunch of those, uh, fifteen of those courtesy of Jalen Hurts. The NFL single season and a playoff record. Hassan Reddick is the key to that defense that had seventy sacks this year, first in the NFL. And they have allowed, as I mentioned during our, our interview with uh, Key. Um, less than 180 pass yards a game, which again in today's NFL is a ridiculous number. And of course, they're Jonathan Gannon, terrible though. Jonathan terrible. Gannon, the worst, the worst, <laughs> the Juan Castillo mm. of the 2020s. Talk about it, no, but they, but they're facing a Chiefs team that again their offense is is you know one for the ages. Um, you know, 413.6 yards per game. That was first in the NFL. Again, a team that a lot of people, including myself, thought wasn't going to be as good on offense without Tyreek Hill, but they kind of put that to bed. 29.2 points a game, again, first in the NFL. Second and third down percentage. Only allowed 20, and red zone percentage, I should say, as well. Only allowed 26 sacks this year. And again, a lot of that's due to the fact that they have um, an improved offensive line than the one we saw against Tampa Bay um, a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl. But they got the best quarterback in the world. They have the best tight end in the world. And they have an, a coach named Reed that kind of schemes guys put those, those guys in a really good positions. Andy Reid, 21 career postseason victories. This is going to be a really good game. Like it's, I kind of go, I'm trying to, t- I try to take my Eagles bias out, out as much as I can. And when I do that, I kind of go back and forth in this game because these are two really evenly matched teams. Oh, no. I, I mean, I feel that this is a kind of a battle between the most elite players versus the deepest team. Because I feel that, like, I don't yeah. know. Like, I, yeah. I feel if you had to rank the top 10 play, the top 15 players on each team, I really think the the three best players from both teams are Chiefs, Mahomes, Kelsey, and Chris Jones. But, you know, I think the Eagles might have the next 12. That's how – because I feel that, like, I don't know. Like, and I feel this is I, – I feel that, like, I don't know. This is the test. On if, because you, you know what this defense really feels like to me, Roy, are those early, are, are those Giants teams that won Super Bowls, like the Strahan teams, the O's, like those teams just came at you in waves with NASCAR. Like, I don't know, like, I have no idea how the hell that term, but I still use it. And remember when they used to do that Jim Jones ball in celebration? Yeah, no, I yeah. feel like this is. I feel this, it's very comparable to what they went. They went up against Tom Brady. And I feel that, I don't know, like I've I've ingested, digested so much of this game. I think that, I I think this is going to be one, Eagles defensive line versus the Chiefs offensive line. I feel like, I, I, I know people are a little, like, I don't know, like, can hurt, put pressure, like, can, like, I really feel that the, the the most likely way that the Eagles are going to lose this game is if they turn the ball over. Period. Like I like because if 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 they if Spag because I mean uh, crap another like I don't know like Giants reference Steve and, and another Eagles history like Steve Spagnuolo like, 
he's going to, like, I don't know, bring out some exotic blitzes. And Jalen Hurts, that's something that he's struggled with. But I, to the, but going back, it's going back to the weakest link on the Chiefs offensive line are the tackles. Andrew Wiley, Orlando Brown. What's the what's the strongest link on that Eagles defense defensive act? Like, no, this is where Sweaty J. No, this is where NASCAR. I don't even know if there is there Philadelphia equivalent of NASCAR, but Philly NASCAR. You got BG, you got Sweaty J, and and you got Reddick. These are the dudes that need to like. I don't know because I feel that 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 Chiefs interior line is very good. So can they? You need no. I I feel you need to win the turnover battle against the Chiefs. Like I don't know, like force on Mahomes turnover. I he doesn't really turn the ball over often, but maybe Reddick has been amazing. <laughs> Reddick is like this is one of the coolest. Like because man, he like I think everyone knew he was decent. Like I, I mean, he had double digit sacks, but to make a leap like this mid career, this is pretty amazing. And I feel that mm-hmm. like I don't know. He's been awesome about like causing turnovers, and I think that's what's gonna win him the MVP. Is if he can get a key turnover, like I don't know, like a strip sack fumble thing. I don't know. That's I, I feel that's the key to the game, and I think Hassan Reddick is gonna end up being the best player on the field on for both teams. You raise a couple of good points. So let's let's start with that defensive line versus the Chiefs offensive line. Again, this the Hassan Reddicks, the Josh Wett, the, the Brandon Grams. You know, I agree. Those guys need to have big games, but the KCO line is pretty good. They they do they have only allowed the 26 sacks this year. Um, again, which is again a very decent number. That of course was a lot of those games, most of those games was was with a more mobile Patrick Mahomes than the one that you're gonna get on Sunday. So you got to uh, put that in, add that in as well. Um, I know that you are not a fan of sending more than four people at the quarter. No, no, this is not. Let me explain. Let me put it out there. But when the Eagles send more than four rushers at the quarterback, they had the league's, they forced the league's lowest QBR. On the flip side of the coin, when Patrick Mahomes was blitzed this year, or excuse me, when he's been blitzed over the past five years, he has the highest QBR in the league. So, Take their poison. You, yeah. Do you want to blitz? Do you not want to blitz? Do you just kind of go with the four and, and pray with it? Like you said, I think like your edge, I think the Eagles defensive line is better than you, the Chiefs offensive line. And specifically, like you said, the tackles are going to have a hard time dealing with the edge rushers on the Eagles. So, again, this is a Hassan Reddick, Sweaty J, Brandon Graham type of game. But, but I feel another wrinkle in this is you're talking to the GOAT of the screenplay. Like, the the easiest, most effective way to counteract an aggressive pass rush is a screen. Yep. And this is the king of screens. He's he, He's been eating cheeseburgers and, like, whatever delicacy is in Arizona next to his notepad, figuring out how to, like, run these screens. And, and like, they're coming. And I feel that, like, I don't know, this is where I think you need your linebackers and, like, the Gardner-Johnsons and the Maddoxes this is where I think, I hope anyway, that, like, I don't know, not having this, like, great running back, like, I don't know, might affect. But McKinnon's been awesome. Like, I don't know, like, in the last five games since, like, Hardman's been out. Because I feel that, like, I don't know, like, hasn't Andy always made average-looking running backs look good? That's been his, like, calling card his entire career. The Dorsey Levins is, like, I don't know, like, the Deion Lewis is, like, I don't know. Like, he's made McKinnon look great. No, this is why, like, you can, like, if you take out your bias, there are, like, I don't know, for every great thing the Eagles do, I guarantee you the Chiefs have an equally elite, like, I don't know, a way to counteract it. I feel that, like, I don't know. And, but on the offensive side, or Eagles offense versus the Chiefs defense, they play a lot of press. And you know who's awesome at press? A.J. Brown. Yeah. Like this, and, and I, and this is another thing where, Having Jalen Hurts an extra two weeks of resting, I don't – who knows if his shoulder is remotely healthy. I – this is just my guess. I don't think so. But can he run? And, and the, the the illusion of him running is going – like, you can't go all out against a Miles Sanders run if if you know Jalen's going to come out from the back and scamper 20 yards. Like, that, that, is a demor- that is the most demoralizing thing is – 
if you play the run perfectly and you're like, oh, darn, Jalen Hurst just like, I don't know, like broke her ankles and took her for 30 yards. And and like you said, like the Eagles have, you know, wherever the Chiefs have a strength or the Eagles have a strength, the other team has a very good counter to that. Because, again, the Eagles offensive line, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, we've sung their praises all year. But Chris Jones and Frank Clark on the other side, again, two of the better defensive linemen um, in the NFL. And, you know, they like to move, you know, um, you know, guys around on the Chris defense. Chris Jones line. won the game. Chris yes. Jones won the Bengals game. He did. He literally did. He They lined him up everywhere, and he destroyed that. Like, I know the Bengals offensive line is better. I, I mean, I, I know the Eagles offensive line is better. But great players, like, I don't know, just rise to the occasion. And I feel this is going to be like, do you take – do you take the coach with all the experience with the right. great players, or do you take the deeper team that just like, I don't know, that can come at you? No, this is mm-hmm. this is another Giants versus Patriots. Like, are you taking Bill and Tom or are you taking NASCAR? And that's the thing. It's like when you look at like if you if the people who are taking the people who are siding with the Chiefs is like, you know what? We're gonna pick the Chiefs because they have Patrick Mahomes. Yes. I get it. Like I understand, like he's the best player on the field. Like I understand. And the people who are taking the Eagles, again taking the bias out or like, you know what, you know, one to 53, the Eagles are the better team. And they are like, again, like they're both reasonable arguments. I can't be mad at anybody. There there have been instances in the last 56 Super Bowls where the deeper team won or, or the team with the great, I mean, look, I mean, how many times did the Patriots have the better team when they won a Super Bowl? Probably not many, but you know why they won? Because they had Bill and Tom. Yeah. (laughs) It's like again, like we saw what he did to Atlanta, all right? Like we yeah. saw, like we saw, I like the Chiefs. I don't think, I don't think. Well, did, I don't think Tampa Bay had the better team when they beat the Chiefs. But again, you have Tom Brady, and yeah, you have Tom. And Brady. I think they, and I think they, they expose the just, just the absolute, like I don't know, like Achilles heel of of that Chiefs team, which is why they spent like a billion dollars to, to build the offensive line. Like right. no, like I don't know, like. I just remember Mahomes being completely under siege in that game. Yeah. And I don't think that happens this year because I think the Chiefs – no, this is going – my prediction is this is going to be – like this will be a game. This will be in the balance midway through the fourth quarter. Yeah, I I, I don't see a blowout. Like, like you said, like, like, I'll, I'll say this. When the game – when the fourth quarter starts, this, this game is going, to, is going to still be in doubt. I'll say that. Like, I'm not sure who's going to be up, who's going to be down. I think it will be a one-score game. In the fourth quarter, again, like we talked about the lines, and a lot of people are saying, you know, like the games. Obviously, we said it before. The NFL is about the line play. Who has a better line play? Eagles have the edge O line versus D line. Their O line versus the Chiefs D line. And if you flip it, their D line versus the Chiefs O line. So if you want to kind of just boil it down in those terms, Eagles win this game. But when you have an Andy Reid who has 21 postseason victories, you have a Travis Kelsey who no one in the world basically can guard other than maybe nope. James. If you have a, a, a Patrick Mahomes, who even on a bad ankle threw up three bills in the AFC title game and, and, and willed his team to victory. And Chris Jones. And Chris Jones. Who? Like, you know, like, what do you do? So, all right, we'll, we'll get the predictions in a second. But, again, we already said all the backstory stuff is, is undone. Again, two black quarterbacks. You got two brothers facing off each other against each other for the first time. You got Andy Reid. Again, he's got his fingerprints on the Eagles team. Nick Sirianni has KC ties as well. Again, a lot of great storylines in this game. Um, a lot of potential stars, a lot of potential for, for Dude, a lot of first uh, a, a lot, lot of first time Super Bowl guys. Like Darius Slight. Like I mean, yeah, like yeah. these are a lot of like dudes that like have been grinding forever and they've made it. Like Darius Slight, like Darius Slay was on the Lions for most of his career. Yeah. Yeah, like Darius Slate like hasn't had a lot of winning seasons in his career. <laughs> Um, and he's in the Super Bowl with a chance to to bring home the Lombardi Trophy again. AJ, AJ Brown, I mean he's I mean he's been he's in, been in the playoffs, but I mean again this is you know AJ Brown his first Super Bowl. Um, so no, it's a lot. There's a lot of great storylines in this game. A lot of talented guys. A lot of guys. You know, you mentioned the Hassan Reddick. I mean, maybe this is a game for Kenny Gainwell. Maybe this is a game for Boston Scott. Again, there's a lot of guys who can have big big impacts on this game. Um, I think the only real, the only serious injury that's going to keep somebody out is the McCole Harmon injury. He had a pelvic injury that he suffered in the AFC title game, so he's out for the game. But Avante Maddox is supposed to play uh, with his toe. Um, Lane Johnson, I haven't heard anything about him. I'm sure he's as fine as he's going to be. You know, the, the high ankle sprain for Patrick Mahomes, he's fine. Jason Dalen Hurts is fine. 
Eagles are going to have all 22 starters, the guys who started the week one. So again, that's a that's a very rare thing to have this this deep into the season. It's going to be a good one, man. Like I I I haven't officially settled on a prediction in my mind. So as you talk, I will figure this out in my head. But give me a score. Who wins this game? I'm going to go 33, 31 mm. good guys. And I, I mean, just indicative of the score people are going to be like, I don't know, like, you know, that like meme where like, I don't know, like, like the vein is popping out of the kid at the desk. That's going to be three, three million Eagles fans all over the, all over the world. I, I feel like, I don't know, but I feel that like, I don't know. The Eagles will take the, the, I think the Chiefs will have the lead going into the fourth. I think the Eagles in their fourth quarter mode, go on this six-minute run where they just impose their will. They run the ball. No, I feel like I don't know. Like I, the thing I trust about this coaching staff is they don't. They they haven't, and I don't think they will in the biggest game of their life. Forget that they are at at first a run-first team. They know that they can demoralize anyone. I, I mean anyone. They I mean they they demoralize the 49ers and their sore-ass losers selves like you know i i know and and i feel that like i don't know going in the, the like they're just gonna just milk the clock they'll do like i don't know just the the trio the three amigos of mm-hmm. sanders scott and gainwell and then like goal line i i feel like i just i i can see it in my mind like i don't know we're like like goal line they run that like i don't know that like rpo fake like i don't know and like everyone thinks it's going to goddard in like the flat and then Smitty like like leaks out and is wide open like it, like and I feel that that will be the game winning that will be the like game winning touchdown and Hassan Reddick in the end will 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 get a sack to cat to end the game like to end end the drive the last like drive it. for the I like it so you said what thirty you said thirty three thirty one yeah. All right, so you got a, you got a, you got an odd you got an odd number there, like probably some two point conversion shenanigans. Yeah, no, some some missed two point conversion. No, and okay. I feel that like I don't know, like I don't know, like it, it doesn't matter whether Jalen Hurts is struggling. They can put up numbers, like they'll put yeah. up. They're good for like twenty, even if they're not playing well on offense. And I feel that like I don't know, the Chiefs' defense is decent. I don't think like I don't know the Eagles will get theirs. I think, and I think the Chiefs will get theirs. I, I like. He just can't stop Mahomes. Like he's gonna do a couple of his Superman stuff, and you're gonna be like, bleep, bleep, bleep. Kelsey will get a tug. Like I know, I like I don't know. Like I, I just think there are gonna be a couple plays in the game where I think the Eagles' defense makes more plays than the Chiefs' defense, and I feel. But like that's kind of indicative of the last two months. Is man. I just I I feel like I, I've said this for years, and I feel like it's it's happened in the last two months. The Eagles have gotten timely sacked, whether it's Hassan Reddick, whether it's Brandon Graham, whether it's Woody Gay, whether it's Fletch, Hargrave. I mean, like, they've gotten the timely sacks and the timely – and they got to get back in turning teams over. They haven't turned teams over. Like, I mean, they turned over Josh Johnson, but what the heck is that? Yeah. Like, I don't know. You need to, like, like get a tip ball. Like, I don't know. This is where you want a Gardner – this is why you bring in Gardner Johnson right. is to, like, I don't know, like, like – Oh, when they're throwing to Juju, someone like I don't know, like makes it, like makes a hit, and because Gardner Johnson had a knack for being around the ball, and I, I, I hope that he makes another one of those plays. No, it's um, it's a good point that you make because Tony, uh, Tony Troy Aikman was on uh, PTI earlier earlier this week, and he basically said like it's not necessarily about making the most big plays; it's about making the least amount of bad yeah, plays. You yeah, yeah. know, no, but, but it's like not making the mistakes. Like the team, yeah. if you make the least amount of mistakes on Sunday, you're probably going to win. Because you know, as we've seen it all the time, you know, the teams that make the mistakes, turn the ball over, you know, you fumble, you know, fumble the ball, you know, a long drive and things like that. Like those are teams that lose the games. And I think the Eagles have more of those guys who can make those plays. Hassan uh, Reddick, obviously, we saw Brandon Graham. No, and Jalen Hurts has been like before right. the end of this, before his injury, kind of like uh, things get kind of got scattered. Brain. Jalen was pretty incredible not turning the ball over. And I feel that, like, I don't know, a couple weeks in, and I feel like just being a little more removed from that injury, he'll play a a little more loose and, like, I don't know, like, be able – like, because, I like, I I mean, you're not going up against the the, the 49ers defense. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, like, I'm interested to see, like, I don't know what their initial – 
philosophy on offense is do you do you do you pass to set up the run or do or or vice versa? No, I think I think that they're going to run. I think it's going to be a heavy run, heavy screen game out of the Eagles. Like I think it's going to be a lot of that, and then like you know you'll take the periodic shots down the field because again I think I think AJ Brown and Devontae Smith have you know I mean I think they have pretty decent matchups, but I think you're going to see a heavy dose of Miles Sanders. You're going to see a heavy dose of Kenneth Gainwell. You're going to see, you know, out of the backfield catching the ball, especially. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of that stuff. Again, a lot of Dallas Goddard stuff, as, as Key alluded to, you know, running, running the screen game with Dallas Goddard and having the wide receivers block. Um, I think you're going to get a lot of that. But as you mentioned before, I, I'm of the opinion it's going to be a close game. Again, it's going to be, a, for me, I'll say 27-24 Eagles. I mean, those overbetters, I think, going to have to sweat it out a little bit. Um, but I think the Eagles, again, just do enough to, to win the game. Like you mentioned, Eagles are probably going to put up 20 points regardless. The Chiefs are probably going to put up 20 points regardless. You just got to find another seven or 10 points somewhere in the middle to kind of separate the two teams. You know, like who whoever gets those other ancillary points is you know, who's going to win the game. Yep. Um, so, again, I'll, I'll give the Eagles the, the 27-24 um, victory over this game. And, again, hopefully if and when that happens. Did you feel more confident going into this game or the last one? I feel I felt more confident in this game, um, probably just because it was the Patriots, because the Patriots were the, the the big bad you know the the big bad guy, and then of course you had the God bless Nick Foles, but I mean like you know at some point Cinderella's shoe falls off, so it's like you just didn't know. I mean it was like everything was so you know unbelievably unbelievable that they kind of kept that run going. Um, so yeah, so I feel more confident in this one, um, but again like these are. Two really good teams. Like, again, like, I, I wouldn't be – like, the only thing that would surprise me is a blowout. That's the only thing that would surprise me um, in this game. And I, I don't think we're going to see that um, on, on Sunday. So, hopefully next time we join you guys, it will be after the parade on Broad Street when the Eagles bring home. That I will be watching on television. <laughs> yes, we will be watching on television because we are too old to deal with the crowds and the weather and whatever else comes with being that. I will not lose you in the crowd multiple times. Uh, I will not time. be. I will not be passed out by two thirty. No, not, I, no well, I feel random, like I don't know Chinese restaurants to get beer. And no, like that. that's the thing, man. I'm glad I. I'm glad we did that the first time. Oh, yeah. Man, I have zero. No, like everything happens for a reason, and I'm glad I did that at that time because, man, I have zero desire to like to one get in a car or train. And <laughs> find my way down there and just lose myself. Like I don't know. Like I don't know. Like let 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 the young people have this moment. Let's yeah. hope that we get another Super Bowl in another five years. Well, are we going to get a basketball championship in June? No, or, uh, no, well. stop that. No. <laughs> uh, the Nets imploded their core. Kyrie Irving has been sent to Dallas. Kevin Durant has been sent to Phoenix. Ben Simmons holding it down for the Brooklyn Nets, although he came off the bench in the first game after the trade for the Nets. So it is what it is. Um, Sixers didn't do much. Again, they got rid of Matisse Thibault, sent him to Portland in a three-team deal. But that was mostly to get under the the salary cap, uh, the luxury tax, excuse me. Um, so, again, we have like 30 seconds. I know you really don't care about this team. But is this another second-round knockout for, for the Sixers? I'm hearing – I'm here for people that actually watch the game. It might be earlier than that this year. Ooh, ooh, that's a spicy. I'm not going to go there. Well, I got to see how it lays out, but it's clear. It's clear that the Milwaukee Bucks are better, and the Sixers haven't beaten the Celtics since, I don't know, Danny Angel's back with the Celtics, like playing. So if he feels like (laughs) ever. Like, they just cannot beat the Celtics. The Celtics had three guys, three starters out the other night. Jalen Brown gets hurt at halftime, breaks his face. Doesn't play in the second half. Sixers still lose. Like Blake, it's Griffin embarrassing. Hits, Blake no, Griffin no. Five three pointers. They still lose. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. I, yeah, no, I, I feel like I, I, I ask, is it Groundhog Day? And I feel that like I don't know. We talk about the same issues every year with mm-hmm. the, with the Sixers. I don't know. Like I don't like. I mean, we'll never see another shot creator as long as I'm watching basketball till I'm like I don't know in the grave because they're still and. And I, from the little I watch, I don't know if you're losing Tyrese Maxey a little bit with the benching. I don't know. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of, like, I feel that the Sixers for the last three or four years have been this very good regular season team. And Bede looks great in, in the regular season. I mean, Harden, like, I don't know, looks like an amazing distributor. But when it comes to flipping the calendar to April, no one answers the bell. And that's Harden. That's Embiid. That's Tobias. Oh, like I don't know. Like 
Mr. Sharpshooter himself, Tobias had. No, I, I mean, like, we keep having this argument about, like, I don't know, like, what is it? I, I, is it is it the horses or is it something else? Well, we, don't, we, we don't have time to answer that question. But, but we know, but we'll get to that question because we'll have plenty of time to talk six. We'll have months to talk about the Sixers. No, we won't. <laughs> when, the, when the Eagles win the title on Sunday, we'll be back with you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel, 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia. But until then, we are out of here. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Go Birds. Go Birds. See you guys. Each and every day, you make decisions. To make the right decisions, you need more than just data. You need the right information. But getting the right information is harder than ever. It's fragmented, disorganized, and inaccessible. Until now. AlphaSense applies the power of AI to an extensive universe of content. So you can reduce research time and act fast on that golden opportunity. AlphaSense. For decisions that matter.